people first organizations will win in the future of work. Your only real asset is your people. We, we all, all want, want purpose-driven work. work. HR-led organization is I'm sorry, but leaders don't lead empty desks and empty shop floors. Welcome to the People Strategy Leaders Show. I'm your host, Sri Chalapa, founder and president of Engagedly, and a serial entrepreneur in technology, films, and music. This is where we talk to people leaders, business strategists, and organizational savants about leading in the time of change. What is working, what is not working, and more importantly, what we should be thinking about. Stick around to the end of the show. We will reveal how you can be our next guest. And now, let's engage. Hello and welcome to People Strategy Leaders Podcast. Today, it's going to be a slightly different type of podcast. You know, we are talking to Rick Delarada, who's now considered one of the finest pianists uh, and jazz musicians out there. Um, artists who can make a successful musical presentation to a large audience without having to abandon the true art form of jazz. Throughout his lifelong endeavor to help advance people to their highest potential, through the understanding of jazz, as well as spreading peace through his Jazz for Peace World Tour, um, Director Renta has made a huge difference to the world. He's, uh, so here is Rick Renta, And Rick, are you going to play some music for us before we get going on this podcast? I am, Sri. It's, uh, it's the holiday time here in New York. I'm not sure when this will be actually be broadcast, but just so your listeners know, uh, it's, you know, it's that holiday season. We actually have a CD called uh, Jazz at Christmas Time. So I'm going to open with a little bit of a taste of that. Then I'm going to go into the Jazz for Peace poem so that your listeners can hear what kind of started it all. It was a poem that I wrote on 9-11. I'm just going to improvise music underneath it. Then I'm going to segue into something that we've been doing uh, to try to promote important things like freedom of speech and uh, the in- journalistic integrity and protecting journalists who, who report news, even if it's not the most popular. Uh, and this is called Free J.A., and then that's going to finish with another, a little, we'll put a little, uh, you know, what do you call it? A candy cane on that by a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a holiday uh, selection at the end. So it's a little bit of a medley, but it, it's only just a few minutes long. Okay. Jazz for peace. 
coming through the trees. My heart, it fills me like a celebration. See the light and I want to follow. Inspired by the past contributions of those that came before. The groundwork was to build on in the beauty of the language that is a gift for all mankind. When we speak it, people are enlightened by the creativity and artistry that stands for peace and love and humanity.
That was fantastic. Very nice. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much for uh, doing that. Um, yeah, that was very, very peaceful. You know, I think I needed that myself in my busy day that I have. So thanks for uh, playing that little piece. Um, so Rick, do you want to talk a little bit about the organization Jazz for Peace? What do you guys do? And then we'll get into our, our discussion as we were talking about earlier about you know how nonprofits and volunteers, uh, what can they learn from some other you know things you've done for your organization? Sure. Well, you know, we start out really um, jazz and peace or music and peace. Uh, they have so much in common. And um, what I learned leading up to the day of 9-11 when I wrote the poem called Jazz for Peace, which I recited in this medley, uh, was that music can transcend all kinds of barriers that are holding us back. And, um, you know, what, what you're focused on with, you know, your audience is uh, how to transcend those barriers. And that's what we try and do with Jazz for Peace. We use the art form of jazz, starting you know, with the music. And that's why it was so great that you started us out with music so you could hear yourself what we're you know, using to reach people who might, we might not reach because we don't speak the same language or because we don't, uh, you know, we, uh, we're not of the same religion or creed or you know, all kinds of possible possibilities. Uh, but we're able to transcend that with music um, and uh, basically, at the same time, help outstanding causes through the combination of a fundraising model, which we call our empowerment tree. Yeah, talk a little bit about your empowerment tree, because you said that is something that you help other organizations also succeed, uh, the nonprofit organizations succeed. Um, so I'd like to hear more about that. Yeah, so, so basically, everyone knows about this wonderful magical quality of music and how you know it brings people together unites people in a positive way it ha it affects it stimulates the intellect and all of these wonderful things but when you combine it with this fundraising model we can use a world-class cultural event of which jazz for peace is okay to do a number of things that outstanding causes and nonprofits need to different degrees but they all need the same thing so Starting with the roots of the tree, the very first thing we do, Sri, is we bring the organization together by rejuvenating their supporters. Most outstanding causes and most nonprofits, they are taxed. They're overworked. Uh, a lot of their supporters feel like, boy, I wish, I wish we weren't the only ones. I wish there would be more supporters. And I wish, you know, it seems like you're going to the same well for water all the time, you know? So the first thing we want to do is rejuvenate those supporters. And so what we do is we help them to become VIP guests of honor at this event so that instead of them carrying, we're now presenting something for them to be honored at, to be rewarded at, to be thanked for their service and to feel rejuvenated from the event. So that's a real important step is, is bringing these people together. Now, now, once we've, now that we've done that, which are the, uh, the, the core roots of the tree, okay, which basically start from a comment from the founder, leading to, which leads to a document we create about the event that, create, that the others will read and make comments, and then the supporters and volunteers and everyone will chime in, okay, that creates those core roots. 
Now we want to expand those roots. So you've got a lot of outstanding causes that have friends and they have family and they have people that they, you know, they go bowling with on Wednesdays. Who knows? You know, they play softball that they've never really been able to communicate this passion they have for this outstanding cause that they're a part of. Well, now we give them a chance to share the information with those people and make them also guests of honor at this event. Come and get the red carpet treatment. Come to an event, not just as a regular person, but as a VIP. Uh, come into, you know, we have like a special VIP ceremony that they'll all come to before the event started. It's a meet and greet. And a lot of times we have sponsors that, you know, present incredible gifts to these people, whether it be free beverages or free food or free gifts, uh, preferred seating, all kinds of opportunities. So that brings them in in a special way, in a more personal way. And now it expands their their donor base. It expands their team. It's, it's, you know, it creates more people, you know, that want to be a part of this organization going forward. From that, we have the roots. And as you know, once you have the roots, once you plant the roots, you can grow the tree. You can't do it without the roots, which was we find so many people trying to do. They they are grasping for oh, trying to get all these things that I'm going to tell you about our branches without having the roots planted. So our our uh, basic sentence to them, our slogan is, help us plant the roots so we can grow your empowerment tree. And by the organization helping us, you know, by identifying who are these VIP guests of honor, we now have the roots planted and we can start growing. We have a confirmed event through this process. And with a confirmed event, we can now reach out to sponsors. So we'll get sponsors on board from the local level. This ingratiates them with their community far more than they had previously been. Um, and we get sponsors from the local level. Then th the next branch up is um, publicity and awareness. And we have a page with an, with an interactive empowerment tree. You can click on the tree and you can click on all the little branches. When you click on Local sponsors, you see one of our flyers from one of our past events, and you see the local sponsors from that event in that city. I believe it was somewhere in Arizona, but you'll see the, fly, the actual flyer, and you'll see the sponsors that they were, we were able to you know, get on right. board for the event. When you click on Publicity Awareness, you see me on national TV on that when I'm on NBC television talking about that organization, helping you know, hopefully thousands of people or more learn about this organization that didn't know. Some of them were down the street and they didn't know, but that's publicity and awareness. You need to be more, more publicized. Then we go on to other branches of the tree, which include things such as new and prestigious supporters, uh, you know, additional sponsors at the national level, um, you know, uh, 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 fundraising techniques that we assist uh, them with. And all of these things add up to helping that outstanding cause be a better funded, more prestigious, more befriended, more sponsored, you know, et cetera, more publicized organization moving forward than ever before. And that fulfills our mission to give them a helpful step forward. So not only have people received a world-class cultural event that they had a great time at, but an outstanding cause has advanced. Right, right. I think the one thing that I really liked about what you were talking about earlier is how that can help also recruit and get better volunteers as well, right? So you have this whole concept of 
how you like to get your volunteers, you know, as a leader of this organization, you know, you and a nonprofit, you guys don't have necessarily a lot of money to hire the most expensive uh, people in the world. You're trying to inspire people, you're trying to get volunteers uh, to work for your organization. Can you talk about that approach that you were talking about earlier? And then I think this whole aspect of treating them, even them as VIPs, probably encourages them to, uh, you know, come back next year and the year after that. Well, it does because, uh, you know, the volunteers of that organization, again, are rewarded and thanked uh, via this event. But often the organization ends up attracting new volunteers because of the prestigious event. Volunteers will say, hey, you know, I want to volunteer for this event. This looks exciting. This looks, you know, fantastic. And I, I, can I bring some of my friends, you know, to blah, blah, blah. So, uh, so, so it inspires volunteers on that end. Okay. But then on our end, there are people that look at our mission and uh, they, for many different, a, a variety of different reasons, want to volunteer with Jazz for Peace. Uh, sometimes you'll have kids that will get credit in school and they just choose Jazz for Peace because they're like, wow, you know, there's so many things they can choose, but how many of them are doing the kind of things that Jazz for Peace is doing? Some of them are musicians themselves and they want to be a part of uh, something where music is making a difference in the world. So they'll volunteer for those reasons. Um, and, and we, we, what we do is they fill out a form. Uh, it's like a WUFU form. It's like a, you know, WUFU is like a company that has, that has forms and they're like kind of free forms online and right. you create forms. So we create a volunteer form and they just sign up for it. Uh, you have places like volunteer match that you can list your volunteer opportunities. People can choose them. And then once they choose them, we get the forms so we can look at what it is that their background is. And then what we try to do is uh, fit something that we think will be inspirational to them based on their, their talent. You know, um, we've just found that that's better than trying to get them to fit our specific needs if it's not something that they're really interested in, even though we need it, you know. So, you know, I'd rather do the heavy lifting myself than have a volunteer who's not passionate and have a volunteer who's passionate about something that we might not need as badly, but that the volunteer is gung-ho. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes back to actually one of the th- topics that I have been very passionate about is the whole ikigai approach to managing people, which is a Japanese concept of you know having a purposeful life. It's the same concept applies when you're at work too, right? And like you talked about having that right approach of, uh, or that approach of, having a individual who's passionate about something and wants to learn and grow in that area, which matches with your needs. That's when the, the overlap of the Venn diagram happens. And that's the perfect match that you can get. And the more you can do that within an organization, the better outcomes you will have as an organization, the better outcomes you will have and better fulfillment you'll have as an employee or a volunteer in that organization. So it seems to resonate uh, to me, very much because of of the same approaches that you know we've been taking as well, or I have been taking as well. So, um, so other a lot of organizations you know sign up volunteers because they just want volunteers to sign up in a roster, and then they have these dozens and dozens of volunteers. Half of them don't even show up. Uh, the right. other half are 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 busy uh, because they can only do two hours here, four hours there, one hour there, and then they have this huge mess of. Uh, you know, uh, scheduling <laughs> and alignment. So how do you yeah. deal with, how, so how, what advice would you give to leaders of these nonprofits when you're looking for, you know, when you're, when they're doing, doing uh, uh, volunteer matching for their organization? 
Well, that's the advice I would give because, you know, if, if you have a volunteer coordinator, which we sometimes have, but again, you know, we, we don't always, we're not always blessed to have a, a, someone in place who's a volunteer coordinator. If you have a volunteer coordinator, that's fantastic. They can, you know, uh, work with the volunteers and kind of, you know, schedule, figure them out and all that stuff. But I've just found that if you can appeal to some uh, something that someone is passionate about already, then you're off to the races because they will enjoy what they're doing so much, you know, and they'll just want to do it. They'll want to volunteer. You know, it's like uh, sometimes we'll run into somebody who like we don't necessarily need this or we didn't know that we needed it. But the volunteer was so passionate about doing it that, Hey, let the volunteer, let them go to the races, let them try. And then it ends up being some wonderful, uh, wonderful addition to what we do, you know, or supporting our, you know, our message or our mission. Excellent. Well, Rick, it's been a pleasure uh, talking to you. I really love the concept of this, uh, uh, you know, empowerment tree that you talked about earlier and then the matching of volunteers and how your organization has been helping other organizations but more importantly, you know, bring people together, which is more important than ever before, because even as private organizations, you know, we work in a very global environment, you know, some of your team members maybe. And I had this uh, example where I had a, 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 one, of the, uh, one of my clients had a team in Russia, another team in Ukraine who were working on their, or, in, their in their organization. So now they wouldn't get along. So they had to figure out a way to make that work uh, in their organization because their organization was global, you know. And they had these engineers in Russia and engineers in Ukraine who are trying to make it work. So hopefully we can all get along uh, better together. And maybe organizations like yours yeah, that, and like the like my clients and like can bring people together. Absolutely. Like the one you're talking about would be great for them to review Jazz for Peace and see if we could be of assistance. Because what we did that really launched us and what you read, you know, when you read uh, from prestigious people like Barack Obama and others who sent us letters, was a concert at the United Nations where we brought Israeli, Palestinian, and American musicians together. And people were so surprised, and I had to tell them, no, musically, we get along just fine. It's, you know, the governments and all that. And so I would love to work with an organization that's working with both Ukrainians and Russians uh, so that I could share my experience working with Israelis and Palestinians. Yeah, that's excellent. So, Rick, thanks a lot uh, for being on my show, and it's absolutely an honor. It's a very different show than I normally have, so it's obviously a good change of pace, especially with the holidays on the horizon. Uh, how can people uh, reach you and learn more? Well, one great way uh, that I tell people to reach us is simply, um, you know, do something like watch your podcast or review any of the other information about Jazz for Peace, which could be at our website, jazzforpeace.org. Or, you know, there's so much stuff. I mean, you can Google uh, Rick Delarada famous quote even, and you'll see a, a famous quote that's on all of the websites, just information about us or our videos, and then send us an email. Our email address is info at jazzforpeace.org. And your comment, your honest comment, is literally represents like a seedling from a tree. It's like a little seedling. And if, if it, you know, we... we Hopefully, we'll collect those comments. We try to collect as many as we can so that people can see these little seedlings. And if it's an outstanding cause or you're representing an outstanding cause, it could grow from there into roots and who knows, an empowerment tree that uh, makes a profoundly positive difference on an outstanding cause. Excellent. 
Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Rick. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks and likewise. Shri Chalapa here. Thank you so much for listening to the People Strategy Leaders podcast. If you are a successful leader or a people strategist who would like to be on this program, please visit engagedly.com slash people strategy leaders podcast. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag people strategy leaders. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter at Sri Chalapa. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. And thank you to Patrick Ramsey, sound engineer at Kalinga Production Studios for recording and mixing this show.